Howdy, cowpokes. Welcome to Happily Ever Pasture, a podcast about Fox's new reality dating show, Farmer Wants a Wife. I'm Starlisha. And I'm Abby. And we're friends and reality TV fans who will recap and review new episodes each week. Saddle up and join us. I don't know. I guess we just start then. Yeah. Great. <laughs> we sort of did it. <laughs> we we kind of did it. We tried to uh, do it and then gave up and did something else. <laughs> uh, you know, sometimes in recording, much like dating, <laughs> you just have to make a different choice. <laughs> oh, and and choices abounded in this episode, didn't they, Star? they did um tonight's episode was really really interesting um we said an early morning goodbye to lily who decided to leave land uh i did it again (laughs) (laughs) every time i mean lily and landon sounds pretty adorable (laughs) right i think it's i think it's a good like has a good mouth feel for a couple names but yeah just keep it in um, mind right just (laughs) fyi for the future um lily left ryan's farm early in the morning she wrote him a nice note saying goodbye and she dipped (laughs) Um, yeah we could talk more about that uh but continue with your summary (laughs) we met landon's best friend trey and saw the bonds of sisterhood and connection flourish across all of the farms We also said goodbye to Cassidy Joe, who exhibited such good clarity and communication this week. Mm. So Cassidy Joe, we are so sad to see you go. We love you. You know how we feel about it. We know how we feel about you. Um, But great, great job. Like way to communicate Uh, what you need, what you weren't getting, what you hope to get in the future and leaving. Yeah, that was a beautiful breakup. Honestly, like if there were awards for breakups, they deserve one. <laughs> yes, for sure. It was gorgeous. Uh, yeah, yeah uh, we also had a surprise return, quote unquote surprise. Uh, <laughs> yeah, was anyone actually surprised? Term. <laughs> yeah, of Megan returning to the farm. Um, but yeah, yeah, so. Lots of, I don't know if I would call them curveballs, but uh, a lot of action, I think, Lots of action. in this ep. Um, For sure. Because the farmers, uh, well, a couple of the farmers um, are feeling the the uh, strain of impending uh, conclusions and having to make a lot of tough calls. Um Ryan and Alan are are sitting pretty because a lot of their their women kind of just eliminated themselves and got themselves down to two picks. So they're like, you know, riding high on this part. But Landon and Hunter, um, I guess we didn't really end with a, a decision, right? No, there was a cliffhanger this week, which I'm <sighs> not pleased about because yeah the show there's doesn't a lot need... of unresolved yeah the show doesn't thrive on on resolution i don't think yeah like 
hour-long episodes don't really need a cliffhanger. Just give me the extra four minutes. Fox will be fine. Like, <laughs> give me the extra four minutes. Tell us who Hunter sends home. Tell us who Landon sends home. And then we get the goodbyes in the next episode. Yeah, like, honestly, like, we could have, uh, you could have maybe cut Hunter and Megan's, like, slow-mo run across a field to each other by like two minutes and just like <laughs> including <laughs> the other decisions like right. <laughs> that really could have been less <laughs> yeah the drone shot was really quite beautiful and abby i know you really loved the music choice for that moment <laughs> a love is a strong word i don't know if i would say love it was just <laughs> it was a lot it was like very uh it did kind of feel like uh, the editor was just like, like, uh, propping open my mouth and just like shoving Hunter and Megan like down my throat. <laughs> wow. Like, this Strong is words. not subtle, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, we get it. We get it. Okay. Like, get their out. long, drawn out goodbye was enough. Okay. Like, I don't know. I just feel like a lot of like this show is really good about making things less overt and less spelled out for us because it makes me you know when shows do that too much like you know like a particular show that rhymes with the snatcheler uh <laughs> it makes me feel dumb okay it makes me right. think that they think we're dumb yes like when you don't leave anything up to interpretation and anything up to us figuring stuff out on our own so i think mm -hmm. in general this show does that really well but i agree yeah the Hunter Megan stuff is just like, okay, I get it. I mean, if they don't end up together, I'm, I don't know how I feel. Uh, <laughs> cheated, maybe? Like, yeah. Betrayed? Like, <laughs> and yeah. not so much about like my feelings. Like, I want them to be together and more about my time. Mm -hmm. And like, like, time was taken from me that I can never get back. And <laughs> if that was all for nothing, I really don't know how I'm going to handle that. Right. Right, like, how do we move on from the moment of, well, I was so emotionally invested because I love a good dramatic return. I mean, we've seen it happen before, right? Like, I, uh, uh, who was it? Somebody on Katie Thurston's season of The Bachelorette left oh. and came back and they, like, hung out at the pool and they talked and then he decided to just, like, leave again. And I was like... Huh. Okay. I don't remember. Sure. That's happened more than once, yeah. But I don't right. remember exactly who you're talking about. Besides Blake, who kind of just like, you know, sprung yes. up from the grave of a past season and popped up and yes, yeah, exactly stole the thinking. whole thing. Yeah. He didn't leave again. They ended up together. Right. Right. Yeah. That was a mess. But <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah, I was like that for our, our snatch of podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I mean I don't I don't mind listen I I love a dramatic theatric return like yeah. as much as the next person you know like I'm okay with them making a meal out of Megan's return to the farm mm -hmm. honestly and uh and I do think that every single um woman who was already there on Hunter's Farm, that being Devon, Sydney, and Stephanie, they all delivered 
Oscar-worthy performances, um, <laughs> feigning <laughs> excitement to see Megan return. You know who gets the award for best performance of that moment from me? Sydney. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, did you say it at the same time? <laughs> because, right, because she was genu- like, I could tell she was genuinely excited to have Megan back. Like, I don't know about that, but. I think, I mean, I think so. I thought for sure because... she'd hit us with a whole like bless your heart, you know? Like <laughs> I didn't I, I don't I think don't she know. was very stealthy. But... She wasn't stealthy, but I get like just from watching Sydney and knowing how old she is, I get like, <laughs> this is my friend, my friend is back vibes from her mm-hmm. more than this is my friend, my friend is back, but this is also a woman who's trying to date the same guy that I'm dating. Like, I mean, it wasn't evident to us that she was having any type of spiral about it, as opposed to Devon and Stephanie, who, like, I forget what Devon said, but Devon said something, and then there was just silence. She just stared at the producer off camera for, like, (laughs) a full three seconds, which isn't very long, but feels long in a moment like that. Oh, was like, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> it is long. It's a choice, you know? It's right. <laughs> that was, was a one 1,000, two 1,000, <laughs> three 1,000. Like... Yeah. So I'm here for the drama of it. It's just, yeah. you know, when then you deprive us of any decision making for the final two women, it's like, come on. But, oh, man. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought it was pretty clear that Sydney was very conflicted. Like that yeah. whole conversation where Megan was asking her if she'd kissed Hunter. And like, if Hunter had kissed anyone else. Yeah. Yeah. Cause Sydney was like, well, he did kiss Devon on their date. And Megan was like, have you kissed him? And Sydney was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> just sweet as pie. Mm-hmm. So do you feel right. like you have a real connection? Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, I think that's kind of what I mean by like she was just very like genuinely happy to see Megan but the flip side of that coin is if they've been buds in the house for all these weeks of course Megan's gonna be like what's the tea like what did I miss yeah I feel like one of them said like Megan was my best friend here and I don't remember who it was was it Sydney I think it was Sydney okay I think that makes sense because um, Megan did kind of like seek her out first thing mm-hmm. so that was whew. I don't know I think in, if we're talking like percentages I think uh I think Sydney might be like a little bit more than half unhappy to see Megan like 51 percent I I don't know I think it was a, it was a bigger slice strong but, 60 yeah I think so but yeah <laughs> I mean, yeah. not that she was, didn't like Megan. I just, no, I really but... saw a lot of like, oh shit bells mm. go off. That whole like separating the art from the artist thing. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yay, my best friend's back, but also she's, yeah, trying to date this dude too. <laughs> yeah, although, I mean, that does kind of suggest that Hunter is a work of art and I, I just don't know if I can get behind that. <laughs> well, no, I was saying Megan was the work of art. She is, and she is. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's true. Not Hunter. <laughs> Not Hunter. <laughs> it is kind of wild. Like, uh, I mean, listen, we uh, 
we're just coming off of uh, Haley's interview, which came mm-hmm. out on Sunday. If you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to it because it's perfect. It's and amazing. she is perfect. Uh, yes. So it was so fun and she was really sweet. Um, so we do want to be interviewing more people, okay? That includes the farmers, that includes everyone else in the show. Uh, and like, you know. <laughs> So I'm yes. trying, I'm trying to be like, these are real people, regardless of it. Yes. yes. Right. Yes. I'm trying to keep that in mind. Um, but yeah, it, it is kind of wild, um, to see so many, you know, beautiful, mostly blonde women <laughs> kind of, uh, getting really all tied up in Hunter. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I really think that in terms of like uh, teaser clips. Um, oh, because one thing that was announced this episode is that um, the farmers will be going to visit the hometowns and the families of uh, his final two picks. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. So without any like decision making about who exactly Landon and Hunter decide to go with, um I think Hunter got a really uh, an easier uh, editing just because most of his women are blonde and white and beautiful. And so I think like it gave very little away to show their families, right? Like yeah. it could be just one of so many of the blonde women left. So right. yeah, I don't think it gave away too much. Although one of the the women in the teaser did look exactly like Sydney. So I think that's uh I think we're we're pretty we're greed on Megan and Sydney being the the uh final combat, right? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Which is interesting yeah. seeing the reunion and uh you know and then thinking about them I know this is a really bad analogy, but like going head to head cage match mm-hmm. is like <laughs> it's it's interesting. Yeah. I do wonder if their friendship will stand the test of time. I hope so. And and stand the test of Hunter. <laughs> oh golly. I hope so. Um, so we also saw in this episode Ryan and no. Ryan and you're just gonna let me struggle through this are you no please let me struggle through it because I'll I'll figure it out <laughs> will you no <laughs> talking about dead air come on Sarah V yes you mean yeah. their their, their date. date yeah wow is that who like to it, the winery I mean, he did but I'm just yeah. realizing that I think we saw maybe 45 seconds of that date <laughs> right like we didn't see much of that date we saw a little bit of the beginning we saw approximately zero of the wine tasting which is really why I came along for the ride tonight yeah did and you see then, my glasses were on that table I was like <laughs> so many here for it but oh wait right. I remember they were in a field or something um afterwards and because yeah. she she took his hat and wore it and it, he was like, I don't let everybody wear my hat. And I wrote down what the hell is with all these men and their hats. I'm telling you. <laughs> is that a thing? 
Is that I like a, I don't know, I don't know, a guy thing, a farm thing? Like what? It's a cowboy thing. Cowboy thing. Okay. Yeah. Because those hats yeah. are expensive. I mean, they just all seem to have so many of them. It's like. Yeah, because you have to have like your everyday hat, like your barn hat, your riding hat, and then your date night hat. That sounds so. <laughs> <laughs> I it said that out loud and then I was like, wow, that's <laughs> ridiculous. And then I'm like, okay, but I have my I have my sparkly vans that I wear with <laughs> certain outfits. I have my custom vans that I wear for every day. And then I have my black vans when I really want to like be slightly more on the mask side of things. So I'm like, <laughs> I don't know why I'm giving them so much shit for having three different hats when I pick shoes based on my mood <laughs> i mean i don't know maybe this is i don't i i just i really feel like hats and and shoes are just in a different yeah i, I don't feel like they're comparable you know yeah especially because i i would thought that all the hats were ridiculous just because how on earth do you tell all those apart they all look the same <laughs> well one's gonna be a little more worn out and probably have cow poop on it one's gonna be like a brown casual like cowboy quote-unquote riding hat so i get the idea of having different hats but these men's hats all look exactly the same (laughs) i wonder if the show gave them money for to refresh their hats or like all the more reason to take a fucking chill pill man like let her wear your hat (laughs) (laughs) yeah come on I don't, I don't know. know. I just thought that was so silly. And um, but yeah, clearly a thing. And it's not just any one guy. Right. Um, but yeah, uh <laughs> so yeah, Sarah V. Okay, uh, I did write down, I was a little confused by the timing of this because at the end of the last episode, um they picked their solo dates and then just kind of like held hands and walked off together in the moonlight. And mm-hmm. so it was like made to believe that they were like going to their date, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Like not going right, but like the next day right. they were going on their date. Yeah. I don't but, think that happened. Yeah. Because like the first thing we saw was Lily waking up at the crack of dawn and, um, you know, like, <laughs> uh, basically like leaving Ryan in the dead of night with leaving like, <laughs> a uh a brown, a brown paper card <laughs> and honestly i loved everything about that no notes <laughs> no notes it was perfection it was like it was so good oh, man. and it happened so, so fast i thought it's i thought so it was bad. still in like Blink the cold... and you'd miss her oh right like i thought it was still in the cold opening yeah like the preview so i was episode. like chatting with my roommate and like and then I turned back to the TV and Lily's like putting her stuff in a car and I was like what happened <laughs> like I thought we so were good. seeing like previously on which is what I usually like just like whatever about yeah or like coming up in this episode but like nope it it was right yeah. in yeah honestly it was like is exactly what we've come to expect from Lily, which is like nothing but class and decisiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, yeah, just very assertive and amazing. I just, yeah, I just love her. Um, yeah. And like, yeah, so that's where we started. 
And then we saw like Ryan telling the Sarahs, um, cause that's who we're left with now is two Sarahs, um, which is wild. Uh, <clears throat> and if like, if Ryan is down to two Sarahs and then Landon ends up being left with two Ashleys, I, I, what do you do with that? I don't know, but it, it just feels like a crime. I, mm-hmm. I don't know who to report it to, but that just doesn't right. feel right. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, so we found like Ryan telling the Sarahs like, oh, so Lily left. Um, and okay. Honestly, but, this scene is the happiest I have seen him this entire season. It was, it was off-putting. <laughs> he was like, yeah, so Lily left, you know, like, <laughs> good but morning. But Abby, tell me, did he really tell them that Lily left or did he ask them if they knew that Lily had left? <laughs> yeah, yep. You're right. Yeah, you probably did that. Uh, <laughs> because a normal human being would walk into that room and be like, I just want to let you know that Lily left. And I think he walked into that room and said, did you know that Lily left? Okay, honestly, though, I do think that is a very fair question because she left the card on That's the true. That's true. You're table right. You're right. Okay. and like a bowl of fruit. So it was very feasible. They read the note before he did wait that makes us even funnier like imagine imagine writing okay but actually you know what it it is funny but think about how many texts we send our friends before we send them to like the person we're dating oh yeah honestly so, like, like she might have even asked for their help in writing the card we don't know we don't know, know. like yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised. Um, although I did see we did see a little tension between Sarah, I, and Lily last episode. Mm-hmm. Remember when Lily was like, "No more kissing him." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I got that. So, yeah. So yeah, who knows if maybe maybe they did have like a a little bit of a a schism, but and maybe. I do think that there had to be some not bad blood necessarily, but I do think they probably drifted apart just because I honestly like Lily strikes me as somebody who would stick around just to hang out with the other two women mm-hmm. and like they were like you know uh getting along great. So yeah, there could have been a little tension, and she was like, "Well, I mean." <laughs> If I'm not hanging out with my girls, then there really is no reason for me to stay here. So he's right. out. <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, so true. maybe she woke up the other women and, and hugged them and gave the the tearful goodbye we've seen with every other woman who's right. Left. I wondered that too. Like maybe <laughs> we just didn't see it. Um <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. Oh man. But yeah, I that was just but okay. Also, what do you think about how Ryan described their conversation at the where were they the dance Mm -hmm. what did you think of how he described that well do you need a reminder because I wrote it down (laughs) yeah sure remind me because I'm gonna have the same reaction I had when he said it oh I'm sure uh he says we talked about um differences in communicating our emotions I just have (laughs) one question for the men of America. (laughs) Actually, I have two questions. Number one, 
are you dare listening? You? <laughs> Number one, how dare you? <laughs> yes. In the words of our dear friend, not actually friend, but like our dear friend Kelly Kapoor slash Mindy Kaling. <laughs> Number one, how dare you? So three questions. Number two, are you listening ever? And number three, do you ever not lie? <laughs> is lying yeah. just like a thing that ha- that you just like are so habitually doing that you just like say things and when you, and like in your brain, you're like, if I just say this, then it's true. <laughs> oh, I mean, at this point, like we have seen like, Ryan has, uh, let's see, how do I describe this, um, has just been, I I don't know, the journey of us and Ryan, because it does feel like we're on a journey with him. <laughs> I want to stop. I want it to stop. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've been pulling the bus like little, right. the little bully thing. Stop. Get, stop. Get off. Get off. <laughs> get me out of here. But, like, it's just been so long of this. I really do wonder, like, maybe he's not consciously lying, but maybe he just has such a unique and unfathomable perception of what's going on. I mean, it just, I yeah, I, I don't know. It just, there's so many of these instances where it's like, that's what you thought happened? Like, really, you're just going to say that? You know we watched it, so you're going right. to say that? Like... <laughs> There's cameras everywhere, Ryan, which we've been telling you since week, like, two. Oh, yeah, that's true. Maybe he forgot again. But... I just, I'm, I just have, like, major ick about the whole thing. And, I mean, I had to do a little bit of self-reflection in the moment tonight and being like, am I just upset because it's upsetting or am I upset because I was like rooting for this black guy? Am I making it too much about race or is he, or even if he was a white dude and was saying these things, would I still be upset? I think I would Mm. Um, because it's just like, how do you, how are you not processing things that happened to you happened in the conversations that you had how are you not i mean as a neurodivergent person that's like a slightly unfair question to be asking like how are you not <laughs> processing what you're hearing i don't process like 80 percent of the stuff yeah. that I hear for a while yeah we um, get it but like i'm like are you just not is it just not like firing for you which is fine but yeah. then don't turn around and say something that's just not what happened. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I just find it fascinating because it is true, like, because you're right in that it's not entirely fair in that everyone, especially after a particularly, like, emotional conversation, mm-hmm. we all walk away with a very different perception that has everything yes. to do with what we've experienced and what we are feeling rather than what actually happened. Like, that happens to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> But it's just, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I do think uh, that's a good point in like, uh, you know, maybe calling to mind just something to consider that maybe there is a part of us that's holding him to kind of a higher standard. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it kind of reminds me of the situation with um, Matt James, that's his name, right? 
mm -hmm. the bachelor like uh it, it does kind of remind me of th some things that came up while he was bachelor of like uh because this is kind of a big monumental deal and a very new and a big step like it it does it might uh put him in the in the arena of more criticism than maybe other white yeah. bachelors have been um spared so <clears throat> maybe that is part of it. i i mean i'm definitely willing to admit that that might be part of it for me um yeah and i think that there's something to be said for like i mean my friends and i share this tweet all the time about like just allowing like we can celebrate black excellence we can celebrate black joy but sometimes it's okay to just celebrate black mediocrity yes mm -hmm. which is total i mean i have said it before and my friends have yelled at me i'm like no i'm a relatively mediocre like person in That's some not true but well i mean you shouldn't have to be excellent all the time yes i happen to be excellent but like in some containers there's mediocrity um and that's like that's just kind of been me my whole life with adhd and like all the other stuff right but i think that at the end of the day <clears throat> i don't know if it matters that he's black what i'm concerned about is the saying of things mm -hmm. and the the approach to saying things because like if landon had said if if Landon, well, no, if Ryan were white and did the same campfire telling, truth oh. telling that he did, I still would have gotten the ick. Like, oh, I don't think yeah. like it matters. I, I really think, think I would have his... ripped him apart big time. Right, still. right. <laughs> Maybe more. <laughs> For sure. A little bit. <laughs> I feel like I'm an equal, on this podcast, I feel like I'm an equal opportunity, like, <laughs> question asker for lack of a better term that's a nice way of putting it um so yeah I think that there is something to be said for like because I do think he's like a regular guy I think he's a yeah. pretty I think he's a pretty regular guy and that's okay and you're allowed to be a regular human being like black white Asian you're allowed to just be regular and that's okay yeah. and yeah I think that I'm just worried about his husband potential because I don't think it's there yet and that concerns me and that also is a little bit of a concern I have with Landon and Hunter too mm. of like are they re are they ready or are they just really clinging to this idea that they think they're ready I feel that way about Hunter but I I do really feel like Landon is ready yeah I think that, yeah, I think that because he's so ready, he might fall into some traps. Yeah, <laughs> as yes, we talked right, about last right. week. But, yeah. but you're totally right in that. I mean, I think, I think it is important to take a second because we know Ryan has been getting a ton of criticism, like not just from mm -hmm. us, even though, yeah, it's definitely like we're not we're not being super gentle on him. I think that's right. fair to say, but like. Yeah, he is getting a ton of criticism. And I think, of course, it's like, um, it's important to acknowledge that, like, for one, yeah, I do think it matters that he's Black, just because it always matters, you know, mm -hmm. like, it's it's yeah, not really sure. something we can ever just completely discount. But it's yeah. like, um, but it is important to remember that, like, I don't, I don't think, well, you can, well, I don't know if you'll, <laughs> if you'll answer this, honestly, but I, I think he's really not a bad guy. I 
Okay. Do you feel that way too? I don't know. I mean, yes and no. I think yeah, he's in the way probably, that we can all be a good and a bad guy. Right. Yeah. I think he's probably a really good businessman. I think he's, I mean, we've seen it. He's an excellent son, at least. Like he loves his mom. Yeah. Um, he does good work in his community for kids. Hmm. So like, no, I don't think he's a bad guy. I yeah. just think his approach and his conversation is not ideal. Let me put it that way. It's not ideal. It's not conducive to productive relationship building. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I think he has a lot of work to do internally. Um, that I, I don't want to say that he has to do before he right uh, settles down, but he has to do. He has to do it sometime. It's just, um, yeah. I I just think he has a lot that he still is not really looking at because that's what. That's the uh, feeling I got after he described that conversation as like uh, differences in communicating emotions. It's like, no, it, it just strikes me as someone who just doesn't really know how to take responsibility and how to mm-hmm. take accountability and how to like, um, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, I don't, maybe he is lying just because it's really hard to see him walking away from that conversation because he defended himself we know that he felt criticized and he felt mm-hmm. attacked he got or defensive. whatever yeah so he was defending himself from something but to just walk away from that and be like no yeah it was just like we have differences <laughs> communicating it just like yeah it it does seem to be a, a distorted view of like I, I i don't know of his role in <clears throat> what's happening around him I guess I don't know yeah yeah but anyway so that's uh and of course you know we can only see what we see he might be doing right. a lot of internal work uh, that conversation with Lily could have made him um look inward and contemplate how he how he does things we don't know we don't we don't know I guess there's not much more to talk about Hunter Mm-hmm. Uh, since we talked about Megan, um, other than uh, I do really want to maybe um, give a moment of silence um, for Devon uh, sitting through a cattle auction as her first one on one date with Hunter. Moment of silence. I mean, <laughs> tragic. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> like. That was, uh, it, it was painful. It was painful to watch. And uh, her her composure was unmatched. And um, I can't believe how good of a sport she was about that. After like waiting for like literally a, maybe a month and a half to go on a date with this guy and then have to sit next to him while he's focusing on cattle. And like, looked like the only woman in the room. Like he Probably even said was. that, yeah, he even said that she was helping him out because people were staring at her. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, he credited people staring at her to him saving money on some of the cattle that he bought because other people were distracted. And I'm yeah. like, okay, I, I get it. It's a joke, a whatever. Funny but... clip. Like, I Ugh. get it, but also I'm like, she just deserves so much better. I mean, oh, it. Really? it's just hard to see her being so patient and like trying so hard this whole time and then getting, and that's what, you know, 
he says about her. It's just like, ugh, I don't know. It, yeah. I mean, I feel like Devon this whole time has just gotten the real short end of the stick and like, yeah. uh, yeah. I just, I feel for her so, so bad. And like, she's a saint. She's a saint. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> I can't believe she sat through that cattle auction in this beautiful dress next to this right. man who I don't think I saw look at her even once. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <clears throat> even when he was talking to the producers, he had like one eye on the auction ring. Yeah. Yeah. And, and honestly, okay, there's no criticism there. Like, that's your job. You should be right. focusing as hard as you're focusing. But to bring her along as a date, it just feels like, it Bad. felt like an errand. It felt like combining errands. And uh, I mean, I mean, we know this. We know this. Hunter is, okay. Hunter's strong suit is not picking dates, mm -mm. right? <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Picking date activities is not where we've seen him thrive. So we should be like shocked, but like, wow. Yeah, that was, that was a real shame. <laughs> It was. I mean, the fact that I think what bothered me the most about it was that he let her wear a dress into an auction ring. Yeah. Let that woman put on some jeans. I mean, we don't know. Maybe she came out of the house and he was like, hey, we're going to an auction. Are you sure you're going to be comfortable with that? And she said, sure, why not? We don't know. But if my girl were to walk out of a house and I'm about to take her to an auction ring where there is animals farmers with shit on their shoes farmers with shit on their pants that they then sit on the bench that I have to have my girl sit on I'm going to be like hey just FYI like I might push a little bit harder put your jeans on yeah or maybe bring a like top. a blanket to put on the bench for you like right yeah <laughs> it just I don't know I I don't want to blow this out of proportion okay no. I don't like it's probably well, not a big deal but it just struck me as disrespectful especially knowing that like he's been pining after megan this whole time like he he got the whole like romantic reunion with megan just yeah it, it just seems extra disrespectful that he's yeah i don't know i just i just felt like it was unfair it was unfair to her yeah i agree uh but yeah other than that i mean well, yeah, I mean, we know it's Sydney and Megan. I really don't feel like there's any ambiguity at this point, but no. I mean, sorry, Stephanie and um, and Devon. Obviously, we love you both. We think, yeah, yeah. I I just think I think both of them are so cool. And yeah, uh, not that Sydney and Megan aren't cool. It's just you know. Anyway, who do you want to talk about next, uh, Alan or Landon? Oh, well, we already, did we already talk about Landon a little bit? Oh, well, we talked about his friend. Yes, we about, mentioned him. Yeah, let's, let's talk, talk about, about Landon them. and Ashley are. Uh, do you, do you want to talk about the date? Because that was with Zoe. Oh, yeah. You can talk about the date with Zoe, who <laughs> we both could not remember. Oh, I'm not the only one this week who was like, Zoe, you at the beginning of the episode was like, oh Zoe's still there and I'm like <laughs> I, I guess because once again beautiful all yeah these beautiful she's women gorgeous and she cannot... seems hilarious like I just feel like we really have gotten almost no attention on her so yeah. it is really <laughs> we keep it's really hard to keep track of her there. right yeah and it makes um, you sad 
Yeah, and especially because like the pretty much during their date, the only thing we learned about her is that she's already been married and divorced. Right. Um and she's pretty young. I think like 25, 26. Mm-hmm. So, um yeah, 25. Um yeah, so it it did just kind of stink that that was the only thing we learned about her on their date because she seems like a very fascinating person um but she did speak a little bit about um you know taking time um by herself and and healing and um Mm -hmm. wanting to be ready uh which i thought was very mature um yes definitely more mature than i was at 25 so (laughs) yeah (laughs) totally yeah but um that and I mean maybe she needs a moment of silence as well because we saw how much cologne Landon put on before that date and it was <laughs> it was scarring left side right side yeah and then he, he was still spraying when they cut the camera away okay like, like yeah we had a very visceral reaction to that I was like stop, stop, stop. <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah not great but maybe it's a really good cologne I mean I'm sure it's a really good cologne he clearly has money I mean, um, you can have the best cologne, but that's still too much. I mean, true. it's just a general tip. Put it on your, the right. places where your scent is, okay? Your wrists yeah. and your neck. Yes, that's it. That's just where two. it's going to come out, okay? Yeah. Don't put it on your clothes. That that seems pointless. So right. anyway, <laughs> if anyone's looking for like perfume and cologne tips. <laughs> We've got them. That's a freebie, okay? Yeah. But uh, yeah. Um. So their date, they went to some, I don't know, a little bar or something. Um, oh, I remember what I wrote down. So I, I said like, like on their way to this date, Landon said, okay, well, before we go out on a date, we have to stop and check in on the crops and make sure they didn't flood, um, which is fine and not a big deal. And Zoe mm-hmm. said as much. <laughs> But, like, sometimes when Landon talks about, like, uh, you know, chores and farm responsibilities, it it's kind of like, he just sounds like a dad teaching work mm-hmm. ethic to a kid. <laughs> and it's like, this is important. We got to take care of our responsibilities before we have fun, you know? And it's like, these are grown women. These are adults, you know? We're adults. <laughs> like, watch this, you know? <laughs> like, right. <laughs> it just, uh, yeah. Um. So yeah, um, but what we did get out of that scene is that uh, Zoe looks adorable in camo. That mm-hmm. is a look that she could pull off every day easy. Yeah, um, yeah and she looked so cute. Um, so that was what I got out of that scene. But other than that, not much. <laughs> yeah, no. Cabela's, please sponsor Zoe. Real tree. She's your girl. Put her in a catalog. Honestly. Um Although, okay, so yes, I said the thing about the farm chores and how Landon talks about them, but I did, we did find out a little tidbit from Trey, his best friend or oldest friend or whatever, um, that did help give some context for, for me, which is that Landon bought the, the farm or the property or whatever himself, um, Mm -hmm. two years after they graduated I guess college, right? College, or, yeah. Or was it high school? Okay. I think you said college. Yeah. So um, that actually puts a lot in perspective for me. Is that mm-hmm. like, this is something that he, uh, well, we don't know how he grew up, but 
uh, at least this place where he's living now, he didn't grow up on. Like he came right. into it and um, probably had to really like take on a lot of, uh, I mean, it, it's something that he he fought for and worked for and bought himself rather than something he inherited and like was born into, which makes a lot of sense for me. Um, yeah. It makes sense wh- how he talks about it. Um, I mean, maybe because that was uh, maybe stuff like we have to do prop responsibilities before fun. Like maybe that's something that he had to learn, you know, like we right. don't know. Um, so I think that makes a little more sense to me. And it makes sense why he's putting such like a seemingly disproportionate emphasis on, you know, finding someone who's a good fit for the farm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it also makes sense why he's maybe a little insecure about it is that like, mm-hmm. this isn't a life he's always known. It's something that he chose maybe. Um, and, uh, maybe that that does lead to some more insecurities as like uh uh you know he did have a choice to not live this life and he did anyway um right so uh that yeah i I thought that was helpful yes Um, definitely helpful interesting proud of him yes it's not easy oh my gosh yeah and knowing that he sought that out and bought it himself it's like whoa yeah, I just have a thousand more questions about it. Like, <laughs> I just have, like how many acres is it? Yeah, how big is it? What did it start as? What did you buy it as? Like, were the animals there? Who did you buy it from? Was this land and you started this all yourself? Like, <laughs> right. I have so many questions. Uh, why? <laughs> also, um, why there? Because uh, it also like seems like uh, it was interesting because he uh, Trey said like he. Uh, doesn't have a, a neighbor for like two miles or something and so like and knowing that he he chose that like uh is very interesting like um because the way he's talked about it in the past it kind of has seemed like like oh uh I you know I didn't really have a choice I don't have neighbors and that's just like my life but it does seem more like an active uh life path yeah yeah it's definitely interesting oh uh what did you think about um trey's uh comments about the women um i i i agreed with everything he said that that Landon kind of sees Zoe as a friend, mm-hmm. but sees Ashley and Ashley as potential partners. And I thought that was really interesting. I wrote down, he kind of seemed like he was on team Ashley L and which surprised me. Yeah. Um, just cause we really haven't heard much about her. Um, right. Yeah. So I, I thought that was, cause he, I, he didn't really like um he didn't really say that Ashley R was a bad fit. Um I can't right. remember any kind of criticism uh about their relationship at all. It was just mostly about like you have to be really serious about this cuz she has a kid. Mm-hmm. I think that was the the takeaway. Yeah, um for sure. But I also had a thousand more questions about what he said about Zoe and um Trey like noticing 
Landon repeating a pattern he's done before. What did you make of that? I thought that was so interesting. And this is why I love best friends because (laughs) he knows, like Trey knows Landon better than we do, better than the women do, better than the producers do, better than the casting. Like he is his best friend and he knows like, hey buddy, he even said it. He was like, don't go back to something just because it's comfortable. So my guess, I mean, this is just a theory. Again, these are all re- re- these are all real people and we don't know them. But my theory is that like Landon has dated women who he just loves as friends because hmm. they get along, they can hang out, they can help out on the farm. They don't mind getting their hands dirty, but they can still go out and like have fun. But that might block him up from making other decisions of like, you know, I'm, I'm just recently learning about the term relationship escalator. So like, you know, he might be blocked from making that decision or that next step of like, I love this woman. She's my best friend. I'm going to make her my wife. We are going to decide to have children. She is going to like, maybe we'll buy a summer home, right? Like he doesn't, maybe he didn't have that with anyone else that he's dated. So Trey is like, that's what you're comfortable with. That's all fine and good. But if you do want to do all these other things, you can't be with someone who you just see as like a bestie who I kind of want to make out with sometimes, right? Like, Okay. So not enough of a romantic connection is I think what you're saying. Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, uh, I don't disagree. Um, I, I just want to know more because it's something that Landon said later also, which is that, um, what did he write? He said in the past, I, uh, I have gravitated towards like fun, energetic, spontaneous girls, and it didn't work out with them. Uh, which (laughs) I didn't know how to feel about, but it wasn't good. I mean, Uh, (laughs) I am that fun, spontaneous girl. And I've seen the people who buck against that and like why it hasn't worked with them for me. (laughs) But like, but I think, but I think I understand what he's saying, given what Trey said, like, Mm. I, okay. Landon was wearing that backwards hat and I clearly saw who he was in high in college <laughs> like I saw it I was like oh because he had like the little curl under his hat his hair is like a little shaggy oh, not yeah. a care in the world just like hanging out with his bro and pretty girls right like mm-hmm. I very clearly saw like a little hint of younger Landon who was a, probably a little more footloose and fancy free than he's giving us um which I love right but now he's older he has a property he knows that he needs to find someone who I mean I don't think I don't think what he was saying was like he doesn't want someone fun and spontaneous but he knows that there's a balance of like fun and spontaneous and dedicated to building a life together on the farm because he can't just like, I mean, he's also, I was gonna say, we're all old now. Like he's around our age. Like, mm-hmm. remember how we used to stay out until 2 a.m., 2, 3 a.m., like easily in our early 20s? <laughs> I 
cannot do that anymore. I tried that in November. I was out until like two <laughs> thirty, and I did not think I did not recover for literal days. I was oh, like, yeah. I'm a zombie. Like it was so bad. So I think that there's something to be said for, yeah, just like balancing fun and spontaneous versus hardworking and dedicated. But I think all of them can go hand in hand. Yeah. Like I just, it struck me as not a really fair generalization. Like it just, it kind of just felt like, you know, the equivalent of saying like, oh yeah, I tried to make it work with, you know, short girls and it didn't work out. So let's not do that again. It's just like, what? it just seems like arbitrary, you know, like I don't, and I guess maybe it just hit on other like insecurities of mine where it's this like, just because you're, you're fun and because you know how to like, I don't know, relax or uh, whatever doesn't mean that you're not hardworking and it doesn't right. mean that you're not caring and it doesn't mean you're not committed, you know, right. like I just, I felt like, I guess it just, you know, maybe it was just a bit of a trigger of like, I don't know. I, I hate that, that impression that, um, you know, that there is a, there, that there are qualities that don't, um, exist in the same person or right. that cancel each other out, which really yeah. bothers me. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of similar to the, the whole city country, uh, you know, dichotomy that we've been also fed. Like, that's not, I don't think that's fair. I think, you know, it, it's, it's not really fair to say that like, uh, because a girl, you know, doesn't want to get dirty, that they're not hardworking, or they're not like, you know, willing to put in effort, you know, it's just like, or uh, that they're high maintenance, you know, I just, it just seemed like it reminded me more of that talk of like, I don't know. And again, we just got a snippet, maybe he said more about it. Um, Maybe he meant something a little more specific, like, maybe he meant, I've, in the past, I've been with girls who didn't want to commit to me who didn't mm-hmm. want to be monogamous, who didn't right. want to stay in one place and would rather travel a lot. You know, like, I just felt like we needed more specifics there. And just yeah. the way it was left made me feeling, you know, made me feel skeevy. Um, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, so I guess, but, and also, uh, I, I think what you're saying about like the more friendship vibe instead of like, maybe not that Landon settled, but maybe that is kind of right where you're going with that, you know, that kind of like, uh, yeah, just feeling like, huh, I don't know, like not having a, a romantic spark is something that you, um, you give up on finding maybe. Mm-hmm. Is that like what you mean of like, uh, settling into a friendship like I because I'm trying to figure out what is it about Zoe and their dynamic that would make her fall into this past pattern and I don't really see it yeah I'm not sure like she didn't say that she wasn't ready to commit she didn't say that she didn't want to stay in the farm right long term like so I'm just not really seeing where both Landon and Trey are getting this impression of her I think it might not even be about her though yeah yeah, you know, right. it might just be about Landon and his past experiences. Mm-hmm. 
I think regardless, it is about Landon, you know, like, yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, I thought that was this interesting and we'll see what happens with that, but yeah. Uh, okay. Do you want to talk about, uh, Alan and then be done? Yeah. I feel like you're tired. I'm always tired, but today has been the last two Wednesdays have not been great. My dudes, like not great. <laughs> so I'm pushing through, but I'm very tired today, but I'm okay. Yeah. Let's talk about Alan and Cassie and Joe. Um, mm. and then we'll, we'll wrap up with some, well, we already did predictions. So we'll just wrap up from there. Well, you start. I feel like I've been talking for like 30 minutes straight. I know, but I love it. Like, this is great. <laughs> but sometimes I have to remind myself that I'm like on the podcast, not just listening <laughs> to the podcast. So I'm like, oh, right. I've, I'm going to talk now too. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, okay. So Cassie, Joe, and Alan went on their second one-on-one and they went canoeing, which <laughs> first of all, I don't know. I whatever and almost immediately of what we saw on camera Cassidy Joe and all her blunt and direct and communicative glory said to Alan have you ever taken a girl on this river in a canoe and he was he kind of like laughed and she was like okay so you have and he was like well like okay not this exact put in spot and she was like okay I'll take it ha 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 kiki ki and then like not 10 minutes later in tv time okay like two minutes later in tv time she then accuses him of like not listening to her or not understanding her question yeah and she was like I asked you if you've ever how did she wear it she was like I asked you if you've ever taken a a woman canoeing or something. She yeah. re she said her question, but she worded it differently. And he was like, she was like, see, you weren't even listening to me. And he was like, I was. What you asked me was if I'd ever taken a woman <laughs> on this river in a canoe. And I was like, oh my golly, he's gonna like. I, I think know. at one point they were bickering and I said to Abby and my roommate who was sitting next to me I was like this canoe is gonna capsize like, <laughs> literally yeah. and figuratively like just, just roll right over because this was the most painful yeah I was like oh yeah they're done <laughs> I was like this, this, is, this is an end of relationship fight you know I've right. had this fight before <laughs> we've all had this fight before of like well I asked you like I'm asking you a question 10 minutes later did you not hear me I asked you insert differently worded question here like no that is the fight that you pick when you're asking someone to break up with you yep 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 yeah <laughs> because this you is can't like, do it yourself yeah like it starts off as a joke and then it's like oh yeah ultimately you just want to be fighting you it doesn't really right. matter what you're fighting about right um, um yeah I mean and and this is kind of like like Cassidy Joe is kind of uh I feel like this isn't the first time he's uh she's asked him about past partners correct it is and not. it could be like the ex-wife thing um I mean definitely felt for her that that was kind of 
a surprise mm-hmm. um, and she wished she had known and maybe she felt that she had to find that out herself and it should have been offered to her um yeah so maybe that's where this is coming from um the like it just seems like she uh she wants to know about his past relationships more than uh <laughs> is building <one>. healthy <laughs> yeah I, I don't right. know like it, it's just it, it's surprising to me it's interesting like I, I I'm just uh I've been interested to see what is she getting out of that like what is she looking for exactly like and I think actually she probably has answered that question of like she said she felt uh she feels insecure like she doesn't really know how Alan feels about her um it's just like a classic one of those like you know I guess just language barrier you know like because Alan was communicating that he liked her he liked spending time with her he uh thought she was attractive and and that kind of thing but she just wasn't hearing it like it just wasn't in her language um, mm-hmm. there was just a, a disconnect in the way that they were communicating affection, um, which ultimately they, they got to that conclusion. And I thought, yeah, yeah that was, it was a really mature conversation. Um, I think it was, they're both very civil. There was very little mm-hmm. blaming. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just thought they both handled it very well. Yeah, they did. I appreciated that for sure um yeah it was that's pretty much it was all like on paper kind of, of yeah like, like I have no like the end of a relationship here <laughs> yeah. not much to yeah. home about <laughs> it was weird that they both like went to Kelsey and told her together that they were breaking up that was a weird moment uh but i also just kelsey <laughs> so. right because um somebody else was feeling sick um, uh, rebecca yeah rebecca that's right rebecca was under the weather as kelsey said um i was so worried that was gonna mean that she was gonna leave the show i got <laughs> i got flashbacks to when like uh you know in the bachelorette when logan just got COVID and disappeared you know <laughs> just gone like uh, (laughs) just kicked overboard like what (laughs) logan got covid and he doesn't exist anymore so everyone delete him from your phone (laughs) like i was really worried the theory that he did not actually get COVID. something happened um but yeah i was really worried that was going there but thankfully we saw her later in the episode so i could exhale but um yeah because i i'm way too invested in Hal and Rebecca it's it's not healthy as evidenced by last week's episode that I was then thinking back on and I was like so sorry I so sorry (laughs) I know I feel bad it's just uh I don't know it just and it's nothing obviously there's nothing wrong with Kelsey like I don't think she's doing anything wrong it's just it just I I wrote down another um kind of thing that she mentioned during this uh episode of like when Alan was talking with Rebecca and Kelsey around the fire and mm-hmm. um I I don't remember exactly what they were talking about but um 
it it led to uh i think he said something about uh how it's it's uh something that's tough for him to open up do you remember this moment i was like i don't remember how they got there exactly but essentially um kelsey said like uh oh alan said to kelsey like oh yeah you know how hard it is to get you have trouble opening me up right it's like pulling teeth and she was like oh yeah it's like pulling teeth it's really hard and it that's just struck me as like and and rebecca didn't say or um you know uh make any sort of reaction to this statement but it's just Mm -hmm. a feeling that i have is that like i don't really feel like rebecca uh feels that way about alan like i don't really feel like uh she also thinks it's really difficult and that she has to force anything to get him to open up yeah um so that was just kind of like another example of like i just think it's it it's just a compatibility thing i think it's like mm-hmm. uh um you know uh, yeah and i think the um <clears throat> like oh something else i wrote down is that like Alan seemed like a lot more huggy with Cassidy Joe post breakup than he ever was before. Right. And like, I think it was, and it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a horny thing. It wasn't like, a, no. oh, like now that they're broken up, he just wants to touch her. It was just like, a, right. he seemed more comfortable. He seemed so much more comfortable. And mm-hmm. like, you could tell he was really happy with that she wasn't like yelling at him or blaming him and that he was happy it was civil and that they were on the same page finally and like it just really seemed like uh I think that said a lot about Alan just being being able to be more effusive and more communicative and open when he knows exactly what's on the table and when he knows yeah. exactly like uh when he's given the space to and I yeah. kind of yeah. feel like for whatever reason um and, and and this is just like a a a thing that we all do in relationships. I think we all have a tendency to like either, you know, either be the person that feels that they have to work hard um, to like get a connection with somebody, um, and just a compatibility thing. But yeah, I just I just kind of get this feeling that like Kelsey just feels like she has to be working at it and feels like it's her mm-hmm. responsibility to open up Alan and. I don't get that from Rebecca and I kind of get more the sense that Alan maybe needs somebody who doesn't try to break him open and just maybe gives him the space to open on his own and will will notice and interpret his subtle signals like Mm. we found out with uh on Rebecca and Alan's date about how Rebecca said like like no I I notice when you get angry like Mm. Oh, that might have been the episode we didn't get a chance to talk about. It uh, might have been our live feed one. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I remember, like, um, having a lot of thoughts about how Rebecca's date uh, that I could not fit into a tweet or or seven. Right? So, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just got a lot out of, out of their date. And I just felt like, um, I don't remember if I tweeted this or not, but, but, like, she just gets him and she mm-hmm. really understands his language in a way that maybe no one else does. Yeah. Um, and just feels like, yeah, like she said, like, oh yeah, I, uh, 
I think Alan said, yeah, it's kind of hard to tell like what, what I'm feeling and I'm, I'm working on, you know, getting more communicative with my emotions. And she was like, no, I could tell, like, I could tell when you're angry, like your nostrils flare or something like that. Like, yes, that's right. Like she, I that. Yeah. And I saw that and I was like, oh yes, she gets it. She gets it. Like she knows. Um, and, and you know, who knows why and that could be like <laughs> it could be a compatibility thing and it could also be like a trauma thing you know like right. <laughs> some people well. just are have to be very vigilant about noticing signs of anger and so who knows mm -hmm. I'm not speculating about her history but um it just it was a it was a nice and it was a playful and it was like a very nurturing and romantic conversation because Al you could tell yeah. Ellen was like felt very flattered to be noticed and like he he just seemed to to relax in a way that we hadn't seen him before um so and again totally projecting because that's how I felt <laughs> always every week that's how you feel <laughs> yeah and like I just feel like I don't know and this is again projecting but it just struck me as a as a moment of like um as someone I don't know if Alan's experienced this but as someone who has been told more than once that they're not communicating in the way they need to be communicating and that that's why people don't understand me. <laughs> like, uh, mm -hmm. it was just really refreshing to see. Um, yeah, it, it just felt like a, a nice hug to me too, of like, yeah. uh, you know, you, you are communicating and if you're not communicating wrong and you just need someone to understand your language. So mm -hmm. it was just really sweet. Yeah. yeah so I mean we'll put that in the in the column of you know Alan and Rebecca yeah in the pros pro side yeah. Sure. again I just feel like I've been talking for 40 minutes star Wake no up. this I'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> it was all right no this is great I I don't know I am um I don't know I'm still just like processing a lot of the last two episodes and I'm like mm -hmm. I just feel like I'm not adequately equipped to talk about them like I have to rewatch and then be like okay this is you're just so good at watching things right away and take and like taking notes right away and I'm more of the like let me think about this and talk about it well I do to be fair I do watch each episode twice <laughs> that's also true <laughs> That's I watch it great. East Coast time and then I roll back downstairs for to watch it in the West Coast time. Love it. Love uh, it. So yeah, unfair advantage there. But I mean, do you have any <laughs> other thoughts that yeah, you don't have to be like perfect? No, I don't. I don't really have any other thoughts. I thought tonight was just like a good, straightforward episode. I'm looking forward to hometowns next week. Um, hometowns, I know it's not really what they're called, but I'm looking forward to hometowns next week. Just kind of seeing like these people, these women's families. Um, and, and yeah, just kind of seeing what's going on. Yeah. Any predictions about what the, uh, the big mistake will be? Like the promo is something about like a farmer will realize he made a huge mistake. What do you think that will be? I have no idea. And honestly, <laughs> again, something absolutely wild out of this world is going to have to happen to shock me, to knock my socks off. So 
I don't know. I know. I mean, so many mistakes have been made. It's really hard to pick one. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I think, okay. I think, I think Landon sends Ashley our home. Hmm. And then thinks that's a mistake. Interesting. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. See, like, I, I, I don't know. I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, me t- Yeah, <laughs> I also hope you're wrong. <laughs> like, I really like Ashley R. But yeah. that feels like, like, just based on their conversation about, like, meeting her child and, like, it just seems like they could mesh maybe in a year or two into a family. Um, so, yeah, I kind of wonder, like, does he send her home? And then he's like, oh, I should have at least taken the chance to, like, meet her mom meet her daughter Hmm. I don't know I have no idea unless Hunter sends Megan home yeah that that would be a shocker um yeah I mean that's a good point though because I could uh it's just hard for me to believe that he would send Ashley our home and then bring her back because um because sending her home because he's panicking about, you know, not wanting to mess things up for her daughter definitely right. sounds like a landed move. <laughs> but right. like, but yeah, but it would also be kind of tough on her kid to then bring her back. So yeah. it's hard to imagine if he makes the decision going back on it. Right. Maybe yeah. it's not that. Maybe my official prediction is Hunter accidentally sends Megan home. like he writes he also writes out like a little car but then hands it to the wrong person (laughs) right i was like oh shoot (laughs) yeah he like gives it to a producer and is like give this to the blonde girl and they give it to the wrong blonde girl maybe like right (laughs) and like oh not that blonde girl got it (laughs) oops yeah but yeah i guess we'll find out i guess we will um yeah thanks for listening um to all of you and also Starlisha, thank you for listening uh <laughs> to me <laughs> i listened to our episode back like so abby shout out to abby she edits every single episode so then she doesn't listen to it after she's done editing which i will never blame anyone for doing that like put it on the shelf like you close that book shelf it well so i listen to I it always... while i edit it you know well, it's right. not blind right. yeah right um so I always listen to it and I always joke with my roommate that I'm doing like quality control because nine times out of 10, I have forgotten something while we're recording. And then by the time I go to listen back to it, like Thursday mid-morning while I'm working, I've remembered what it was. And I'm like yelling at myself on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, it's what, da, 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 whatever. Um, so yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun like recording and getting to like listen listen to it back and getting to connect with some of the ladies on Instagram. Um, so yeah, we're, we're super excited. We're excited to see how this ends. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I love the idea of you doing like a corrections corner corner. after the (laughs) episode and just recording yourself, you know, with everything that that you forgot to say the first time around. (laughs) That's a great Insta live right there. I'd watch it. It is. It is. We'll see. I can maybe fit it into my schedule. (laughs) Just while you're listening. Right. All right, y'all. Thank you all so much for listening. Follow us on Happily Ever Pastor Pod at 
um, on Instagram. And then it is PasturePod on Twitter. Let us know what you thought of this episode. Let us know what you thought of this week's show episode. And we look forward to chatting with y'all real soon. Bye.